At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We have been in a series entitled, Frame Your World. Frame Your World. And um, today, we're just going a little bit farther. I'm just kind of taking my time, not rushing through. We've taught this several times through the years. It's been a number of years since we have. But I've taught along this line. I started teaching this way back about maybe 2010 or 11 is when God first gave this to me about framing your world. And the verse of Scripture that it came from was Hebrews 11.3. And Actually, I'm going to read verse 1 and 3. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which were seen were not made of things which are visible. So God didn't see water or see light and say, "Uh, there's light. No, there was nothing, and he said, light be, and light was. But a little deeper than that, and that's what we're going to look at a little bit more today, and look at what the purpose is of framing your world with the Word of God, what what the ultimate purpose is, what our goal is. How many want to know what your goal is in framing your world with the Word of God? Amen? You You want to know that? I want to know that. I want to understand what is the goal of framing my world. It's not just about, you know, framing your world with the Word is not just about making confessions. That's a huge part of it, but it's not just that. But we understand that the worlds were framed, what, what we see here, what anything that you see in this place, in here, was made from the beginning. Everything was made by God. I don't care what it, not directly was this pulpit made by God, but the materials and everything, you break it all down and indirectly, everything was made by God because the worlds were framed and everything needed in the worlds were framed and made by God. Everything was made by God. But nothing that God made was made out of things that were visible. By faith, the worlds were framed, and so by faith, God spoke what He knew was what He wanted, and it came to pass. The difference with us is we have to be world life framers with His Word so that we get His results, not our results. We get our results based on His will when we frame our world with His Word. See, because the worlds today are being framed all the time by what people say. Um, I'm just kind of going out on a limb, but, 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 but I want somebody to, to holler out just a, just a statement, okay? Now hear, hear me when I'm going to say this. 
Because I, I think somebody will definitely have something that they know that they've heard. But out there today, the world's the world out there is being framed by all kinds of declarations and statements. Somebody give me a negative statement that you have heard from the world. Recession is coming. You've heard that. Okay. You've, the world's told you that. Okay. All I needed was one because you don't need more than one. We don't need to say a bunch of negative things around here, but we need to make a point. What does recession is coming do to you? What do to the, the, the natural mind? Fear. Fear. Always. So, you know, there's a billion and one statements that are out there working overtime to convince us that recession is coming, this is coming, that's happening, this is what's going to happen. In 10 years from now, this is what America is going to look like. This is happening at the borders, and this is what's going to happen, and this is what's taking over, and this is what this and this and this and this and this and this, and it's very loud. And there's a still, small voice inside of us trying to convince us that all that stuff is bogus and he's real and his word is real. And how do you learn to adapt to that still small voice versus the billion and one voices hammering your head on a daily basis? How do you do it? Glad you asked. So we're just going to take a little journey through the Word and look at what the Word says about your and my life in the form of framing. Okay? And then what is the ultimate goal? The last two verses of Scripture I look at today have to do with the goal that you and I have in framing our world with His Word. Matthew 12 and verse 33 says this. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. So, you know, if you were reading the whole passage, we'd talk about a bunch of different things, so I'm just jumping ahead and I'm telling you, you're the tree. Everybody say, I'm the tree. I'm the ball. No. I'm the tree. Amen. So today, you're the tree. And either, either the tree is good and its fruit is good, or the tree's not good and its fruit is not good. Broad of vipers, remember this is Jesus saying this, I'm not saying this to you, he's saying it. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in you is what you say. And you think, a lot of times where we get deceived is we think we got a lot of good stuff in us, and it doesn't mean that we don't, but you know how that one bad apple will mess up all the other good ones? 
And a lot of times our tendency is to focus on what we're doing right and not get better at the things that we're struggling with. I want to get better. I want to be, I want to, I want to be best across the board in every area. And the great thing about living with God is you'll never top out in how good you are. Because no matter how much good you do, he's that much better. So it's always, you're always going to be growing. I mean, what a great thing, man. Huh? You're always going to be growing in the things of God. He said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks a good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, every idle, one translation says, non-productive word, wasted words, words you don't need to be saying out of your mouth, every idle word that men shall speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Well, we know if you've studied the Bible at all, if you've heard any teaching concerning the Bible, there is a judgment day. There's the judgment seat of Christ where we will be judged for the things that we did or didn't do here, right? We will be judged for those things in our life. There's a whole other teaching, and, and, the, and, and the Bible's very clear about what that day looks like, okay? It's a reward day. And what you do here and how you develop here will determine the rewards you get when you're at that place. I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I don't want to be in the back. I don't want to be slacking and in the back with, you know, half of a reward. Hmm? And then Randy's up in the front and he's got 45. And I got a half of one. I don't want to be that. So I want to be working on things here. I want to get rid of things here. I want to change the way I think and act and do here on planet earth. Right? And he said, it's your words that determine that. And then watch the last part of verse 37. For by your words you will be justified. And by your words you will be condemned. So see, daily, there's the day of judgment, but today there's judgment about the things we do or that we don't do. And it's not God with a big stick and hammer and, you know, pounding us for the... He, he, he knows what we struggle with. He knows what you're working through in your life. But still, there's the convicting power of the Holy Spirit that shows you and convicts you about the things that you say. That, that last part of that verse, for by your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. I'm going to say it like this. By your words, you will advance in life. By your words, you will be stopped and delayed. By your words, you will advance. By your words, you'll be like stopped in your tracks and delayed. And when you don't cho choose to change what you say and how you're framing your world, you can be delayed for years. 
You can be looking left and right and watching people fulfill things and things happen and all this kind of stuff, and it's like you're delayed because you don't want to deal with what's coming out of your mouth. And I just, you know, what I'm saying to you is so absolutely true, I can't even tell you. And yet, it's not that difficult to get free of what you say. It's, it's taking a word like I'm preaching today and allowing the Scriptures to minister to you. Go back and look at Matthew 12 and 33 through 37 or read the whole chapter of Matthew 12. And look what Jesus is saying. And, and as I've encouraged you many times, go and read portions like this in different translations and get what God's trying to get over to you where you're at. See, everybody sitting in here today, this word will minister to you in one way or another. If you embrace it, you receive it, and you do something with it. Because see, the true teacher, the Holy Spirit, he's the one that will take what I'm speaking to you and then he'll go, now I want to show you what I want you to know about you. See, I can give you examples. You can glean from those examples. But, you, but, but an example in my life may, may not 100% relate to where your life is, but the Holy Spirit will take that, teach you to glean from that, get the principles of what came out of that example, and show you how to apply it to your life. Man, we are so blessed to have the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen to that? So by your words... You will either advance or be delayed. And I want you to think about that as we look a little deeper in this. So what we've got to think about is talking less and speaking the word more. That's how we overcome. Talking less, speaking the word more. Speaking the Word is the key that unlocks the kingdom of God in your life. So framing your world daily with the Word of God, as we teach around here, building a daily routine in the Word of God. Same way you'd build a daily routine of, you know, waking up in the morning and doing this and eating and taking care of this and exercising and all this. God wants you to build that same type of a routine in the Word of God learning to speak over certain things, as we've taught here many, many times. How important it is to have that daily routine so that you are framing your world on a, day, on a day-to-day basis. <clears throat> what you speak is most important. What you don't speak is most important. What you speak of the Word of God is most important But what you don't say that you could have said because of something in the natural that happened is most important also. You can speak the word and then let everything and, you know, but the kitchen sink coming out of your mouth. And it destroys what you're saying on a day-to-day basis from the word of God. Speaking the word will empower you to watch every word that proceeds out of your mouth. We have to to develop that and begin to believe that. But remember, what you say, how you frame daily, will either advance you or delay you. The word advances, 
Everything else delays. If you're hearing, uh, Sander, what, did you, what was your statement about uh, a recession is coming? Yes. So if you hear recession is coming and all you're talking about is recession, and then not only are you talking about what you're going to do about recession coming, it's not here yet, but it's, but, but it's going to come, so now you're preparing for recession coming. Now your, your actions and everything are about that. But what's the motivation behind that? Fear. Well, but pastor, you know, if there's recession coming, you know, we got to be smart and we got to do... Yeah, yeah, you, you need to be smart, but you need to be smart in the Holy Ghost. You think God has a problem with recession? Huh? <laughs> he owns everything everywhere. Yeah, but you know, you know, but he didn't know about. The, he knows everything about everything. So you need to get your smarts if something's coming from him. And the only way that you'll do that is to frame your world with what his word says. Otherwise, you're gonna be listening to how bad the recession's going to be, and then you're going to justify that it's okay to be involved in that. And again, you say, well, you know, Pastor said we, don't, we can just sit around and act like nothing's going to happen and we can do it. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that even a little bit. I said you need to be spending your time in the Word, praying in the Spirit, and listening to the voice of the Spirit who will give you what you need in the future. But you've got to develop how to do that. And it starts with declaring the Word of God. Because the Word of God is the will of God and the wisdom of God that you and I need day to day to operate in this life. He's already given it to us. But the problem is most people believe what they see, what they hear, and how they feel instead of believing what God's Word says is true. This verse of Scripture is one of my favorites, James 3, 2, I'm going to read it in two different translations. It says, we all stumble in many things. This is in the New King James. We all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. That word perfect there is defined as mature, developed. He is a perfect, mature, developed man, able also to bridle the whole body. Listen to this in the New Living Translation. <clears throat> Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect, remember, mature, developed, because what does it take to control your tongue? What does it take to control your tongue? You making a decision, and what he's meaning about controlling your tongue, is what we just read in Matthew 12. By your words will you advance, by your words will you be delayed in every area of your life. So it's my words that either advance or delay my life. My words. So if my words are filled daily with what God says is true, then I'm able to control my tongue 
with words that are going to delay my life. Now, do you feel like that that is kind of a heavy thing on God's heart for you to be delayed? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know the depth of what God went to to deliver your life? For you to be connected with Him, for you to be on the receiving end of everything as a father that He has done for you, and then for your life to go year after year after year after year after year, continually delayed, and His blessings not overtaking you? I would think that would be heavy on God's heart. So he said here, in this new living, he said, if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect, mature, developed, and could also control ourselves in every other way. So if you read all of James 3, what he's talking about is getting the Word of God in your mouth. You read the whole book of James, it's about the Word of God in your mouth. James 1 talks about being a doer of that Word. A person that is a hearer, like you're hearing today, but then you don't take the time to take what you're hearing and meditate, study it, look at the Scriptures yourself, allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the real truth of that Word in your life. You're not allowing that process to happen. James 1 says you're deceiving yourself. In other words, you're walking in deception because you're not doing anything with it. Notice, notice in every one of the passages that we've been talking about concerning words, we're the understood subject <laughs> that has to do something with the words. Well, I just leave it to God. Whatever that means. I'll just leave it to God. No, God's already done everything God's going to do. God's our Father, and He wants us to be His children. God is our Father, and He wants us living like we're His children. A good father in the natural if he tells his children something is so, the, children, the child believes it, father comes through, there's a connection. It's a father with a child that is connected to the father. Why? Because father did what father said. Father did what father said. Whether you and I believe it or not will determine whether it works for us. Yet, Father wants everything that is His to be ours. And He wants you living that way day to day. And it takes what He's saying right here to have the Word of God in our mouths, the Word of God coming out of our mouths, the Word of God framing our lives and our worlds. There's a whole world out there that's being framed by all kinds of things, but whether those things out there are affecting your world determines whether you're framing your world with the Word of God. Because it takes my words to frame my world 
to cause my world to be connected to his world, even though I live in this world. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I mean, whew, the more I live, the more excited I am just to be alive, just to wake up and look for the next opportunity of something bad that's happening that I'm going to have an answer for in someone else's life. I mean, do, do we not? Does, does the God that lives inside of you and I, does he know everything about everything? And if I come in contact with somebody and he shows me something and I tell them that and it brings the encouragement and, and the help and the, the need and supplying the need in that situation, I mean, I mean, that's what we should be living for. But if you're not framing your world with the word, it won't work. Hearing it preached, it's good, it's where it starts, but it's not enough. I always give you the five principles that I believe are true about regarding a developed life in the Word of God. Number one, you have to hear the Word. You have to hear, the, you have to purpose. You know, the, I saw a statistic the other day that the, the new norm for people coming to church is about once a month or once every five weeks. That's the new norm since covid I don't give in to that. I believe in people really want to be in church to hear the word because, at least in this church, when you come here, I've, I have spent the time, or as Pastor Kelly shared last week, was that not a great word about a different spirit? Man, what a good word. When he comes the next time and he asks somebody, what did I preach here the last time? How many of you will remember that word? Right. Well, you should be remembering these words all the time that I'm preaching to you, but it's not remembering just what I said, it's what you do from there. Because the hearing of the word is important, it's vital because the Bible tells us. Only if the Bible, Bible didn't say anything about the preached word, forget it. But it's vital. And, and, and not, for, not forsaking the fellowshipping of ourselves with one another of the same faith so we can hear people talk the same kind of things instead of hearing all the negative stuff all the time. It's vital that you have that, right? But the second thing after hearing the Word is learning how to meditate and study that Word. It's vital that you learn how to meditate the Word. Then you have to learn how to confess the Word. You're hearing the Word, you're meditating and studying the Word, you're confessing the Word. Confession is a form of prayer, but then there's, the fourth thing is learning how to pray the Word that's becoming a part of you, number four. And number five, being a doer of that Word. And I've got a statement that I'm going to give you today that I don't think I've ever said around here before. I've said it before, but I don't think I've said it here in our church body. But it's going to bring revelation and insight to many of you just when I say it here in just a moment. Because without you and I controlling what we say, we can't, from this verse right here, we can't control the other things in our lives. So, you might do a mental checklist of some things that you're struggling with. 
Maybe you've been jealous of somebody. And, it's, and, and listen, if you're jealous, if you're walking in jealousy, we all, we're all jealous at different times. You say, well, no, no, I've never been. You're lying. Anyway, jealousy, okay? Maybe you've got bitterness towards somebody. Maybe you've got some unforgiveness or whatever. You've got a checklist of different things. Well, those things have to be worked out of you. They're not going to just go away. You can, you're not going to just, well, I'll just quit talking to that person. Well, I mean, maybe you need to or whatever, but just talking, not talking to that person, their cousin is going to find you out over here. Same spirit, same attitude, same whatever things. You've got to deal with whatever it is that you're struggling with. You've got to deal with it through the framed world of your life. Because then he shows you how to overcome that, how to be a doer of the word regarding that. If we control what we say, we can control all these other issues that we struggle with. And that's the absolute truth. Proverbs 21 and 23, and I'm going to read this out of the New American Standard Bible. It says this, He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. I speak that verse every day, every day. I'll speak it for years, every single day. I'll speak it probably the rest of my life, every day. He who guards his mouth and tongue guards his soul from trouble. So what I say, many times I'll come to that confession in my daily routine, and I'll say it like this. I guard my mouth and my tongue. My soul has no trouble. But for years I said that and never said what I just said. Then one day, by faith in God, that confession changed in a, in, in a kind of a militant way and realized I had authority to speak some things where my soul was concerned. But where did that come from? From the daily routine of confessing exactly what the Word of God says. Reminding me of that. And then one day, hit the bullseye. So what does that say? You don't say this in pride. You don't say this like you've got something down or whatever. I'm saying, based on the Word of God, my soul is not troubled. Does that mean that trouble doesn't come? Only if you're not breathing. If you're laying in a casket, then there'll be no trouble. But as long as you're breathing, trouble's coming to trouble your trouble. But I say, my soul is not troubled. So when trouble comes, I'm able to cast that trouble aside and say, not here. You take your trouble somewhere else. And actually, I don't even say those kind of things anymore. I used to say, just take that trouble somewhere else. I mean, where? To your house? No, I just command that to go to dead to the ground and have no authority whatsoever. That's our goal. I'm going to tell you this again. That is our goal. To operate in that type of authority in every situation that we face in life. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but that which is good for necessary edification. 
that it may impart grace to those who hear. Whoo, what a good thing. Hmm? That's what God wants us to do. Keep our mouth shut. I wrote this down. Maturity is witnessed in what you say. Controlling your words means that you're growing up spiritually. When you can control your mouth and not say things, most of the time we say things based on what other people do. Most of the time. We don't just, we're not just flipping. It's like somebody's done something and we have a right to voice our opinion. That opinion's got to die. Immature people always talk out of their emotions and, in essence, talk too much. So you can determine your maturity or your immaturity based on how you're controlling your mouth. Yes, that's so. So, based on everything that I've said to this point, and I mentioned to you about what the true goal is, I'm saying this to you today. I actually wrote this down this way, and this is the statement that I said. I don't think I've said this before here. That we must learn to be believers who are believing. Not believers born again who are trying to make things happen on our own. Because when you don't control your mouth and you don't frame your world with the Word of God, then you're going to have to work life out on your own. Born again. 1 Corinthians 2 says the natural man, the born again natural man who operates by his emotions, moved by what he sees and what he hears, how he feels... That natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit. So I'm declaring over you today, and I'm speaking over everybody that's a part of this body every day. You are a believer who is believing. You're a believer who is believing. That is the goal in our life, to be Born-again believers who are believing the Word of God every day of our life. And these two passages of Scripture that I'm going to end with today, these two passages, to me, are the key that unlocks the door, but you have to understand everything we just said. So... Mark 11 and verse 23 says this, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but what? Believes that those things he says will be done, they'll be done when? When he says it, not when he sees it. He will have everything that he says. What's confusing about that is that people take that passage of Scripture and try to confess that passage of Scripture into existence. 
the key to that whole passage of Scripture right there is believing in your heart. That's the key to it. When I believe, when I believe, like, for instance, what I just read to you from that Proverbs verse of Scripture, he who guards his mouth and tongue guards his soul from troubles. I said that day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, for many years. And one day, one day, I said out of my mouth, my soul is not troubled. Because I guard my mouth and my tongue. I only speak what God says is so. My soul is not troubled. I've declared that in a specific way, and I, now I say it by faith. Whoever says to this mountain in your soul, to this, it's not necessarily talking about a literal mountain. I guess it could be, but it's not talking about a literal mountain, but the mountain that's trying to be this resistance against your faith. Whoever says to the mountain, be taken up, cast into the sea, but doesn't doubt in his heart. What does that mean? He did the due diligence of framing his world with the Word of God to believe that what he says when he says it is what God would say over that situation. See, because if I'm just saying something to try to get God to do something and that's not what God would have said, it doesn't work. I have to be declaring and believing that when I declare it, it's coming to pass when I declared it, not when I see it. The world says, oh yeah, we'll believe that when we see it. That's not God's kingdom. Nothing that was made was made from anything that you could see. Same way in our life. That's why being a believer that believes is a whole lot more difficult than people think. I don't want to just be riding the train to heaven. I'm born again and just kind of riding the train and just going to make it. And, you know, well, you know, it's a rough time here and hopefully Jesus will come back soon and all this kind of stuff. Jesus is coming back. He doesn't even know when he's coming back. The Bible says only the Father knows. But he's coming back. But if my faith is in him coming back next week and I'm not going to do anything, that doesn't please him. When he returns to the earth, he wants to find us in faith. How can you live in faith and develop that faith every day? By framing your world every day with the Word of God. Being a believer who is developing a belief system, so when he says to the mountain, be taken up, cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says right then, going to come to pass, He'll have everything that he says because he's done the due diligence of developing a belief system so that what you say over a situation is what God would say over that situation. So my mouth is being used as the oracles of God in that situation. And the Bible says the words that I speak that are from the word of God and I believe them, they will not return void, but they will accomplish what I set them out to accomplish. In the world I live in, that's the greatest news that there is. It's just that this life takes some diligence. 
and you can't back away from it. In Matthew 16 and verse 19, and I want to read it in the Amplified Translation. Matthew 16, 19, and I'll end with this. Jesus said to his disciples, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind, in parentheses in the Amplifieds, it says, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven must be what is already bound in heaven. So you can't bind and loose a bunch of stuff that you just think off the top of your head. It's got to be what he says is bound. And where do you get that from? Framing your world with the Word of God. (laughs) You frame your world with the Word, then you start thinking like God, then when you bind something, it's bound. Because you bound what heaven already said is bound. Then he says... And whatever you loose, what you declare, what I declare unlawful on earth, it must be what is already loosed or declared unlawful in heaven. So heaven's got to be the one in control of what I say. So if I'm not developing what we're talking about today, then I'm binding and loosing a bunch of trash. And you know what happens with that? Nothing. You don't get any results. You don't see things bound up. You don't see things loosed. You don't see areas of your life in control. You controlling every other area of your life because you're controlling what you say out of your mouth. You don't see it because it won't just happen. We find ourselves deceived because we're not learning to be doers of the word that we're framing our world with. And you know, it almost sounds like that what I'm saying today is kind of a negative thing. You know, it almost sounds like I'm talking at it from a, like nobody's doing it. No, I believe people sitting in here are doing it. The deal is, I don't find a lot of people hearing this. And so people think they can just let things go and just get away with stuff and let things just kind of fester and, 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 and it's because of this and it's because of that. There's an answer to everything and why things are working or not working in our lives and they all trace back to the tongue. Did, it, did, did we just read that if you control what you say, you can control everything else in your life? Did we just read that? That's an absolute And that is absolutely a great thing. (laughs) It's absolutely a great thing that I can control everything in my life. If I do it His way. So today, as you receive this, as you embrace this word, I really encourage you to spend time listening to these words over and over again and meditating on how to be that doer of the word. How to be the doer. Not just thinking about it, but how to become a doer of the word by framing your world day by day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, 
we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.